This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Hi guys. So we're going to do something that we've touched upon in the past, but we're going to go right into it in big detail, aren't we? Body image, body image, body dysmorphia, uh, images. Body dysmorphia, okay, we are not psychologists. We can't, and we haven't been diagnosed with dysmorphia. When we use the word, we're using it very much in the terms of, that I think so many of us have a warped idea of ourselves Mm. by either the images that have been fed to us or the way that we've grown up. I think it's part of common parlance to say I I feel dysmorphic about Mm. myself. I I think it's something we all understand. It's Mm. something we can recognise recognizing ourselves i think we all on some level well, no not on some level we all have it it's i worry it's part of the human condition incompletion well, we don't all have it i have loads of people comment to me on social media and say oh, i just don't have this and i think no, and I go, are they really? psychopaths <laughs> no. No, you really mustn't say yeah. that everyone does because honestly it feels like that no no, no I know it that. feels like that but not everybody does but isn't it interesting that as soon as you say someone doesn't feel that i think they must be deeply <laughs> deeply strange and suspect I mean, surely everyone That's doubts That's just that how messed up this crazy ass world is. Crikey. And we're using your photo as a launch pad, aren't we? Yeah. A few days ago, I posted something on Instagram that I think we could safely say has gone nuts. Oh, dear. Hello, everybody. Here we are again. In quite on a the, few days, hasn't it? Yeah, I think on the verge, literally, as this lands, this chat, on the verge of Super Saturday, as everyone keeps calling it. I don't, I don't know why, because I'm slightly petrified of Super because Saturday. It's, it's a ridiculous thing to do, because it's whipped everybody up. I know. It's like, I'm not a drinker, and I want to charge out and, and sink 85 <laughs> pints and, and drive, do a pub crawl all around South England. I'll be staying in my house. Yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, we are crawling out of lockdown, and so our thoughts are turning to many sort of different curious subjects, I think, at the moment, as we sort of almost like come out of our, you know, our tortoise shells. Um, We've talked about, you know, behaviour and how our behaviours have changed, our addictive behaviours have changed, how children have maybe learned from our bad behaviours, our bad habits, etc., and how bad habits have formed. We've also talked about mental health and a sort of, you know, stinking thinking that's developed because we've been in lockdown. But today we're going to be talking about, as we've said, uh, body image, mm. sort of body dysmorphia in a sense. I mean, I know that's a very technical medical term, but I do think, if I'm honest, and we've talked about this briefly before, I do think that as a culture, we are dysmorphic. Um, obviously. I mean, what it means, I take it to mean, I've never looked up in a dictionary, that it's warped thinking, it's yeah. a warped yeah. view of your... Yeah, of your it's, body. It's it's a right? corrupted vision of self, or it's a yeah. corrupted vision of what you see. So you're what you're seeing is some is not necessarily what the real world is. Mm. It's something that you're telling yourself. So yeah, warped is 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 one way of saying. Although that's a bit pejorative. I mean, it is a dysfunctional vision of mm. self. Um, I think if I were to describe it myself about myself, when I think back, I would say warped. It was yeah. warped. It wasn't the truth. It's funny, isn't it? When you say that, when I think of dysmorphia, do you know what I always immediately think of? Mm. I always think of those uh, mirrors you get in sort mm. of, uh, mm. you know, what are they, in sort of fun houses mm. and haunted houses and mm. stuff like that, where they quite literally, mm. mis- you know, your body's misshapen, it's you're given big bums and all mm. that kind of stuff. We all roar with laughter. And of course, this has been given some intensity and heat, this chat, listeners, because my dear wife posted 
a rather fabulously brave image um, on her Instagram Multiple post. Images. If you don't know her Instagram, it's Nadia Sawala and family. You can all go and have a look for yourselves. Um, brave. Some Funny would, how many some would say, say yeah, well, brave. Some would say churlish. Some would say silly. Some might say misguided. I personally thought it was an incredibly empowering image. I thought we should unpack it because yeah. it's gone nuts. It has gone nuts and it never ceases to amaze me how when when any sort of real image is put up on Instagram, how nuts it goes. There's such a hunger and thirst mm. for it. It's really quite extraordinary. So let me take you back to a couple of days ago mm. when... Um, there was a piece in the Mail Online by an amazing Instagrammer that I had never uh, come across before. Follow her, guys. She's called Danae, D-A-N-A-E, Mercer. And what she does is, I think she's an ex-model, so what she does is she, all her photographs on her feed are a picture of one angle with one kind of light with a split picture of another angle and another kind of light. Mm. And, and, it's, and there's a vast difference between the two photos. So that laid a seed in my head. I thought, God, I, I should do something like that. I should do something like that on Instagram. Yeah. Anyway, later that day, yeah. I was having a conversation with one of our daughters. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say their name because I don't want them to feel um, in any way embarrassed or, or, or um, yeah, or highlighted. Um, I, was having, I was having a conversation with one of my daughters and it was all about TikTok. All four of the girls have what you would call a sensational figure. Now, even when I say that, what does that mean? It's very subjective. To me, mm. they have a sensational figure. They have a figure that I would have loved to... They all have figures I would have loved to have had. But again, that's why am I even commenting on what's mm. amazing and what's not. But, you know, that's my opinion. And this daughter of ours was telling me how TikTok had given her these incredible insecurities about her body, her mm. and all of her friends, without question. I was horrified. I was like, you are kidding me. You know, the same old, any mum listening now and many dads will know that will have had this conversation with their teenage daughters and you sit there gobsmacked. Two things happen. You sit there gobsmacked because you cannot quite believe that they feel this way when you're looking at them and knowing that they are just, you know, gorgeous, youthful creatures. That first. And then secondly, what comes in is your own, for me anyway, and I, and I know this is the same for a lot of women because a lot of women reach out to me and talk about this stuff, your own terrible regret right. because you see yourself and you see your younger self mirrored back at you. And you also see the years that you wasted with truly stinking thinking, truly, truly, truly poisonous, mm. toxic, wasteful thinking, energy, time, the love that you could have given to yourself, the love you could have allowed in from other people if you didn't have this stinking thing, king. And then when you look at your child, your beautiful child, and they're saying the same shit back to you. It's very scary. But it's a bit like, I would imagine, being an alcoholic and seeing your, finding your child on the floor. Yeah, well, well, no, I agree, I agree. But I think that's a really, um, you know, moot 
um, comparison, alcoholism and drinking and their drinking habits, because I do watch them all move inevitably towards all of those things. Um, and I do, as I look back over life and think, you know, I mean, we are talking about this, you know, this the body image, body dysmorphia, the photo that you posted, and we're talking about it in relationship to the role models and the pressures on our teenagers. And it's interesting that we're not going to be hearing from our girls on this because none of them particularly want to be identified with what their real feelings are mm. because I think there's embarrassment around it or there's fear. But also and, I think that that's good because yeah. I think it, it, what I try and teach the girls is don't say to someone, oh, don't look at my awful thighs. Because yeah. well, the first thing somebody would do is look at your thighs. So yes. I actually think it's really good yeah. to, to not highlight whatever it is that you think, I agree. think is wrong with you. But I think going um, back to what you were just saying there, though, it's interesting because a small example, and obviously this we're going to talk in more detail about, about your image and, and what it's evoked and kicked up in, in people who've seen it, youngsters who've seen it as well, and parents that have seen it. I posted an image of myself only about two weeks ago where I was much younger. I wasn't quite a teenager, but I was much younger. And I, I posted a couple where I was very young. And I was incredibly skinny. I mean, I was the incredibly... One, one with Kiki, Maddie in the buggy. Yeah, yeah, incredibly mm. thin. So it was about 16 in, in, years Incredibly ago. thin, incredibly skinny. Um, there's images of me when I was a boy. I was an incredibly skinny boy. And I do look back at those, and I'm, I'm looking at one over your shoulder, and I'm thinking to myself... If I'm honest, I'm spending most of my time now wanting to get back to something like that, which is a huge pressure. And I remember back then feeling so inadequate about my body in so many different ways. Not to Did the, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to the extent that, you know, I had thought I wasn't muscly enough or I didn't have the right definition enough or my head was too big or my nose was too big or that I had really gangly arms or that I had really long... You know, so it's like it doesn't matter what you are, what shape you no. are. Dysmorphia and a sense of yeah. incompleteness or, or odd odd shapeness is... is and, and I just wondered, as you were saying that, is this maybe... This is what being a human is in oh, this yeah. culture. Every body is a valid body. And I have to tell myself as a 55-year-old woman, I have to say that every single day. Now, these photos that I did yeah. were very much around cellulite yeah. and showing cellulite. My life has been played from about, well, I don't know, probably late 20s, 30s when I started to get cellulite. I did get it a bit later. Um and and before that, it was my boobs. My boobs were too big. And before that, it was my arms were too wide. Mm. But then cellulite took over. And I spent my life shuffling around and trying not to be seen because of what? Dimpled flesh that 90% of women have. Now, women have it in different grades, that's for sure. But you could be a size 10 and have dimpled cellulite. A lot of it is genetic. Um you could be huge and not have any um, cellulite. This isn't something that's attributed to being fat. It's genetic. Is it attributed to age? It's genetic. Your age, it will get worse, but it's genetic. And it's also, it's it's health, what you eat and how much right. you move and all of that. Yeah. But all it, all it is, is a different kind of flesh. Yes. And all the advertisers use very, very young girls, probably about 14, 15, yeah. before the hormones kicked in, because it can also be, also be affected by hormones. So these absolutely smooth legs, of course there are many legs like that, but they're just another kind of leg. Mm. And the fact is, is that people have, it's become so warped 
there's become so much fear around it about dimpled legs, about a soft belly, about, you know, big arms. So many women will say, oh, I can't show my arms. Oh, I'm not going to show my arms. I actually nap my arms probably my whole life looked fine and now I'm older, I show my arms. Mm. And then the point of that is, is because I'm like, they're arms. Mm. They move, they pick things up. <laughs> mm. They stroke a face, they cuddle a child. They hold, they run, you know, this arm, this, ha this hand will run fingers through the hair of people I love. They sometimes why do even I, hit me. Why do I hate these arms, you mm. know? So... As a mum, it takes on a whole new meaning, all of this. A whole new meaning. My mum still will say every single time, every single time I say to her, you look nice, don't be ridiculous. Or she'll say, I say, mum, you just look so mm. slim. No, I don't. I'm the fattest I've ever been. It still puts a needle in every time she says it. And so... I suppose why I think what's happened on Instagram this week, because honestly, it has gone mad. Every newspaper wants to do an article, radio stations, everybody, because there's a raging hunger for this. And I think there's been a lot less spoken about this through lockdown because it has because the truth of it is, it is a pointless thing. And so when the world has been in such a state, people have felt mm. less willing to talk about this. Mm. So just like every other mental health condition, it's been sitting, brewing, brewing. And I think why me doing this post has gone so nuts is because actually all that stuff has been going on through lockdown. And actually people have been spending a lot more time looking at themselves in the mirror, overeating, seeing themselves on Zoom. And these ideas of ourselves have got more and more warped. And the problem with that is mums and dads, as we, Mark and I know, because we both are dysmorphic, that translates down onto our children's view of themselves so, and it, we have to be rigorous with it. So what you're saying is that as we come out of COVID, all of our thoughts are returning to all of our old hang-ups and some yeah. of those old hang-ups are going to be well served by images that amplify the original worries because we're either a bit larger or a bit dimplier or a bit all these things. A couple of things I just want to say off, so, the back, yeah, off the back of what you were yeah. saying there. I heard you taking the photos and there was great hilarity going on mm. um, and so I'm keen to know what the girl's sort of sense of it all was. But um, I'm always flummoxed and bamboozled when the girls come in. And we, we did a vlog on our YouTube channel the other day and I just had to scream at the top of my voice. I just got to say it. I, my girls are so fucking beautiful. Mm. And it went down very well with all the subs. But it was what I felt. And sometimes I feel I have to say that to the girls because I can see writhing over their surfaces of their skin as I can with my eldest girls a constant self-awareness and mm. a constant fidgetiness mm. and a constant and I'm looking at them and I'm seeing them for what they are which are these, are these beautiful mm. bountiful full of opportunity differently shaped but absolutely gorgeous girls who look are just beautiful but Maddie said to me years ago and this is going to hurt both of us there's a beautiful model that I introduced you to called Ashley Graham, who is a plus-size model yeah. who has huge confidence and everything. And it was really, really good for Maddie seeing this. And yeah. I would I would recommend, guys, you show your, your girls Ashley Graham. And um, so Maddie got quite obsessed with her and started reading into her life and everything. Mm. And, uh, and, and also I showed her Marilyn Monroe and all these people that are much more curvy. And she came to me and she said, Mum, Ashley Graham is the way that she is because her mum 
used to look in the mirror all the time and say in front of Ashley, you're beautiful. She said, Ashley has never, ever had a single insecurity about the way that she looks. I mean, obviously, this woman is, is, is large. She's very, very beautiful. She's a very beautiful body, and even though she's very big. Yeah. But so people could easily look at her and go, yeah, well, it's all right for her to say that she's beautiful, but she's not beautiful the norm. She is a size 18, yeah. 90, uh, 18 20 uh, right. model. And so Maddie absolutely drew the parallel that the reason she wasn't fucked up about the way she looked was because her mum had given her this really positive so what, why is that a bad thing that she No, why it's that? bad is that we never we didn't do that. When Maddie was small, we constantly were both dysmorphic. You never look in the mirror every single day. Oh, I thought, you were, I thought you were suggesting that we were negative about her body image. I mean, we've never said no, anything God, other. No, no. Ashley Graham's mum said to herself, to herself, the mum, I'm beautiful. And Ashley Graham saw oh, that. Oh, sorry. I thought you said yeah. to me, the way you said that, it sounded like she said to Ashley she was beautiful. No, no, I thought, no. Well, that's what we've been doing. No, no. She'd said to herself. Oh, her mum had said right. to herself. Oh. And she grew up seeing her mum. Oh. Oh, no, all no, the you're time say right. she was beautiful well, you're, no, and, and leap into the pool without any care. Now, mm. Matt, Kiki, Maddie grew up with me shuffling around, hiding myself at some of my most dysmorphic times. Um, and she has two parents that are dysmorphic. Well, that's what I wanted to say. Mm. And the thing I was going to say was I said all of that and I could see that it didn't touch the edges of the girls when I said mm. that they looked absolutely beautiful. And it's something that as a, as a father, especially, you, it's, a, it's a thorny subject, you know, how you girls look and how you engage with what you say about them because they're not stupid children. If when you come down in every state of play, you're constantly saying they look gorgeous, they're going to just dismiss what you say as a parent because you're a parent. And they're going to think, as we all do, well, it's my mum or, well, it's my dad. Of course, my dad thinks. No, I mean, there was that. one day that Maddie walked in. Do you remember? She looked so stunning in her dress. And I said, I love you. And in a sort of weird... <laughs> we were laughing. Was, she was winding you just me. I know. spontaneously went, I love you. <laughs> because I've never seen her in such a sort of girly dress. And there was she something... looked so gorgeous. I and, felt the same. Yeah, and you kind of but, reminded, but you know what? You reminded me yeah. over how it took me back to when I used to love buying the girls' dresses and, and clothes and stuff But like can that. I just pause you, because you've made a fascinating point. Mm. It doesn't matter what you're saying to them. It matters what you're saying to yourself. No, and I realise that In front of them. No, 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 and I realise that. And you've been saying, saying that to me for years. If you're saying, I hate, if you're saying, I hate my body... That's what they're hearing. They're hearing their dad, they're hearing their mum say, I hate my body. So when we were doing the photographs the other day, it was so funny because they both, and they do get annoyed sometimes with how much we share. We are professional oversharers and we do have to walk a fine line with that, mm. don't we? Because mm. we know that actually we are serving so many people as well as ourselves when mm. we talk openly about mm. our shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we like that and it's part of our job and I actually love that. I love that that post got over 2,000 comments that many of them made me cry, that young girls were saying what they were saying. And I actually love that because it helps me stay on the straight and narrow with my own body confidence, fake it to make confidence. So they were saying to me, oh, mum, I could never have the confidence to do this. Mm. And oh, my God, my heart sang because... I thought this will be where they will get to. Mm. This is the image that's seen. And I laughed and I said, you know what? I haven't got it either. 
but I'm faking it to make it. Mm. And then when I fake it to make it, it starts to feel good. And then when it feels good, I want to do it again. And then when you do it again, mm. it's more joyful. And then when you're joyful, people look at you and go, wow. And they see mm. the joy in you. And actually, you know, in a very dangerous and scary world that is social media, I've read every single comment and there's one nasty comment out of, thousands so that just goes to show you that if you fill yourself mm. with the confidence and you and you shine it out mums dads that's what your daughters will see and and now it's sons it's not just daughters no no no, 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 well, no absolutely but i mean and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing some of the comments that have come through i just want to and that is the incredibly positive spin on it but i just for a minute want to wallow in in lake self-doubt for a, for a second because We've just quickly kind of passed over the fact that we have been responsible because of the ways we've talked about ourselves for potentially putting. Is it that obvious? Are we that culpable? Is it as simple as that? Because it's an enormous, it's an it's an enormous burden. Because whenever I talk about myself in the negative, the first thing you say to me is, "Stop it, Mark. That's where the girls get it from. That's why the girls are like this. That's why they talk about themselves." And you're not saying it angrily at me. You're saying it in a sort of urging and sort of mm. cautionary way. Though you are and have been over the years identical in that. So. Are you saying that we are, and this is something I really think we need to just interrogate for a minute, because I think a lot of parents don't think about this. Unless you had told me that, I would never have thought about how the way I'm talking about myself is hardwiring or genetically mm. remoulding how our kids are going to talk about themselves. And yet sometimes it is quite shocking and as depressing to me, because I have huge fears that depression will run through my kids like genetics, addiction will run through my kids like genet with genetics, and that here's the third rather negative. Here's the third really negative thing, which is how I talk about myself and my dysmorphia is going to run through my kids too. And, and it's sort of like, oh my God, what a huge burden of responsibility. Mm. This is horrendous. Well, that's why we do this podcast, because... <clears throat> Nobody talks about the burden of responsibility into no, the. That's we our talk dog, about by the, way. the worry of GCSEs and A levels and and you know and um, yeah. what boyfriends they're getting and all of that. We don't talk about the terrible burden of responsibility that who we are we pass to them. I mean, I sat down, Maddie, and I, I had a proper session where I apologised to her. I said I hadn't, I didn't have consciousness of what I was doing to you. I was not cognizant in any way of You're what I was doing. You're describing it like a form of abuse. Well, I don't want to go to a stream no, 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 of no, that. No, no, we don't want sound... to go to the Sun or the Daily Star sort of headline. No, what I would say is that where I neglect. didn't have... I didn't have awareness of what mm. I was doing to her when I was doing it to myself. And I had the most brilliant comparison because Maddie, who'd grown up around a mum who was constantly talking about diets and constantly going, oh, I look disgusting and I look this and I look that, I'd pass that on to her. Kiki, I made a very, very clear decision I wasn't going to do that. And I remember Kiki saying to me, mum, years ago, Mum, I don't think I'm ugly. Does that mean I'm vain? Because yeah. because everybody else was saying that, mm -hmm. you know, all her friends and stuff. So because she hadn't grown... I mean, it's much more... I think it's with daughters, it's much more hardwired hard from the mum, mm. though, of course, they're going to pick up that stuff from the dad. But I think that I've read many um, different articles on this. Every... Um, 
child psychologist, everything I've ever read on this says the single, we worry about, yes, we worry about social media, we worry about this thing, but the single most important thing is the language that is used in the house about our body image. So I would urge any parent to think, just pull yourself up at the point you're going to say it, just pull yourself up. And if by accident you say it, like sometimes I say, I sometimes say, oh, I do feel fat. And I go, mind you, not actually. It's just because I just really overate. I had a whole loaf okay. of bread. Okay, you know, so so, you, so if you, you can adjust it back. But yeah. if you are every single day saying something negative. Like I remember a friend of mine years ago, her three-year-old, used three-year-old used to say, and we used to laugh about it. We thought it was so funny. Her three-year-old, because we just didn't have the consciousness of it. She would say, do I look fat from the side? Do I look fat from the front? Do I look fat from behind? Because... That's all we, how we all used to get ready. Do I look fat from the side? Just think about it. You say it naturally as a woman. Do I look fat from the side? Can I, ask, can I, can I present a conundrum? Because I think, you know, for any dads listening, uh, you know, this feels principally because it, it is, but it isn't only a sort of female problem. And it really isn't only a female problem. I'm not saying that, but I think the majority of our listeners are women and our daughters are all girls. So we're talking about a lot of it through a, fe- through a female thing. But for, as a dad's experience, here's, here's, a, here's something I genuinely never know how to deal with. And I'm not going to home in on any individual daughter. But there are times in all our lives when we all look either, I don't know how to put it sort of politically correctly, but a little bit unfitter than we could be, or we know as parents that our kids aren't looking as well as they could, or have maybe put on a little bit of weight or need to exercise and all that. And I'm, I'm talking about all four of them at this point. I never know. And sometimes I'm only ever coming from the point of like you do often with the kids, which is health. I'm not, I don't give a, you know. It's the only way to talk about yeah. it. So yeah. I, I know, yeah, but I still don't know how. Sometimes I find that if I tiptoe into the language of saying, I think you need to work out and do stuff for your health, da 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 da. That's all you need to say. Well, yeah, yeah, but, so even if I, yeah, but even if I say that, I feel that women know it almost, in, you know, on a completely subliminal level that what I'm saying is, it's like you often say, when, when women meet each other and say, you look really well, what you're saying is you've lost weight. I have this terrible, terrible, terrible habit of every time I see a woman, I comment on their weight and I have to bite into my lip. I have to bite. So it's like the other day, the stylist at Loose Women said, oh, my God, if you look and she stopped herself and I went, are you doing that in a feminist way? And she said, what? I said, stopping yourself from saying a false way. She went, yeah. I went, please don't, because I love it when you say something. See, it's so confusing. This is what I don't understand. <laughs> Women so want to hear it, but they don't want to hear no, it. No, but it is toxic and it is stinking thinking. We, we, The first thing we comment on is the way that we look. And so the only way, and this is based in proper, you know, from any psychologist, the only way to talk about it is in terms of health how do i say it now then? if i think if, if one I'm of my daughters came to me and said i'm worried i've put on weight yes i would say to her do you want to talk about and go through what you might be eating and see what you're doing but you would never you... confirm or deny it if they asked me a direct question i would say you have put on some weight because this is the nu- this is the nubby nitty gritty stuff because but, this well, is... it's not really mark because it we're is. just obsessing about weight no no no, 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 is, no. I, I don't want to obsess about whether somebody is fat or not no, I'm tons talking about... and tons of the messages that I've had in are from people who are size eight and size ten. This isn't about no, 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 no fat. I know that. I'm this talking about... about difficulties for men talking about this and for fathers talking about this because there are many well-meaning fathers out there that want to get it right. I and think if a father says know... to a girl, "You are fat," no, and you put on weight. Because lots of people I've heard that their dads have said that sort of thing. Right. Well, I'm, I know no men cat... can be totally clumsy. In my opinion. 
though I'm not a professional, I think that's catastrophic. Yeah, I would agree. I would absolutely, from the thousands of women I've spoken to over the years on this, I would not recommend that you say that. Yeah, I mean, I've heard men say it. I've heard men use the phrase you've put on a little bit of weight, like grandparents, grandfathers especially. But if you can encourage, like, ask yourself... You know, oh, how many times have you said you'd like to play tennis with your kids? Have you actually ever gone to play tennis? You know, have you ever gone, for, come on, let's walk here, let's do So you just incorporate, let's go for a nice walk. Oh, it's a lovely day, we all enjoy the mm. walk. Let's, the dogs are fun to watch. Yeah, look, we can get a coffee after, so you can do. So you find a way mm. to get people to move more and to eat well. But, but, but let's not, let's move away from fat at the minute and let's just talk about warped thinking because when I think of the young girls and I think a lot of people here who were looking at their teenagers who are probably a size eight with a perfect like unblemished skin not a bead of cellulite and they're hating themselves and you think my god you've got a road yet you've not had a baby and hormones haven't kicked in you've not had your menopause you've not let's fix this stinking thinking with you now so that that carries you through your life because you have not seen anything yet because i don't know a woman of my age that doesn't look back on a photo and go if only Mm. i had known then Mm. what i know now i was in my prime well yeah but my point earlier was i think that men feel that too yeah. I think men do feel that too. And I was just reminded as I was talking about it, because it's not just about shape, it's not just about size, it's not just about any not of that. Not about any of that. No, no, no. But it's it can be. Thinking. I remember one of the specific things I had about my body that I was so embarrassed about and especially embarrassed about in terms of meeting women was the stretch marks I had on my back. And I know that women suffer from stretch marks at different times mm. in their lives and things like that. And so, you know, body dysmorphia in all its guises, one of the things when we were researching a, a programme about it, which I found fascinating, was the ways in which a lot of youngsters, when they amplify one part of their body through the clothes they wear or the makeup they use or the hairstyle even where they amplify a part of their body they feel great about it's invariably because they have such a dysmorphic attitude to some other part of their mm. body so what they're trying to do in the eyes so of like everyone, if you're wearing a mini skirt absolutely you got... because you've got lovely legs or whether you feel to yourself you have lovely you, yeah. you feel that's your greatest attribute you will see women with sort of extraordinarily revealing bras or top you know tops that come down or they will really short skirts so you know you can see in a lot and, and that's when i get really concerned about the indefinite culture of dysmorphia the fashion industry at its worst and let's assume really for the majority of history and 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 in its entirety now it's about selling stuff it's about selling an image it's not actually about selling you what you need to wear it's about selling you a different way of packaging yourself and i do worry i think to myself i think you know, there is no, you know, when I sometimes go to something, somewhere like All Saints and you look at the size small t-shirts, what are these for? They're for hobbits. There's going to be a lot of parents with sons that are, are absolutely beside themselves because now that, like you say, the size of this, it's, there's like a size zero generation going on with yeah, boys, yeah. but with the girls, now you've got to have a huge bum, no thigh gap, oh and a God. flat oh, stomach really? and so big boobs. Changed. Yeah, this is what I said to the girls the other day. I said, You're kidding me. Now the legs have got to stick together. Do you not see the madness of that? That a year ago we were talking about the thigh gap and girls were standing with wooden planks between their legs trying to get a thigh gap. You know, so I I just do want to give a little warning here about with parents and TikTok. You may not know it, but my girls say every child, every kid under the age of 14 is has probably got some kind of an addiction to TikTok. What I would say with that is please, please, please don't go hysterical and go, right, you're coming off that app mm. because they will find a way. My real advice would it to be would be to do what 
what I did the other day, which I said, oh, show me it. And we all sat and we watched TikTok mm. for half an hour, scrolled through, looked at everything. Mm. Um, oh, look at this mum and look at this and look at this body and look at that body. And I was just able to have a really sane conversation mm. with them about it. Um, because I think if you go crazy at it, what happens is it goes underground. And I think the very worst thing, when girls are thinking this way, or boys, sons as well, everything's about the six-pack for the boys, yeah. you you brush it under the carpet and they go to other places to endorse their bad feelings. Yeah. They don't go looking for something to make them feel better. What they do is they lose themselves in a wormhole for hours. We do it as adults where you go on Instagram and then you lose yourself down a hole. You're just scrolling, scrolling, yeah, especially, scrolling. Especially in lockdown. Right? And as the girl said to me, the algorithm on TikTok is just fantastic. You know, mm. it just keeps giving you the same it's images. the MSG, isn't it, of, of, of social media? And I said to the girls the other day, I said, I feel for you. I said, because when me and my sisters were growing up, we'd get a magazine and we'd see two or three pictures of girls and we'd go, oh God, I wish we'd look like them. Mm. But then you get bored of looking at those magazines and you'd go and do something else mm. but you can now spend four or five hours 12 hours the girls were saying some some people spend eight hours mm. on tiktok mm. just scrolling through it what is supposedly perfect bodies mm. they're just young girls now before we record each episode of our podcast we ask you to get involved on social media hashtag confessions of a modern parent if you want to get in touch on our instagram it's at nadia sawala and family on twitter at nadia sawala and if you're a little bit scared of nadia and you're a little <laughs> bit worried that she might tell you off you can always come to lovely cuddly old me <laughs> at, at on instagram at mark underscore adderley a double d e r l e y I just want to read out some of the comments. So, some socials, um, guys, some socials. Some socials. So, um, thank you for this post. In a world where teenagers believe that looking perfect is the only way to gain love and friendship from others, and sadly in the process not getting to know themselves and being comfortable in their skin, I wish I could tell my 14-year-old self a thing or two. And ain't that just the nub of it? It's that we don't want to put on our children what we what was put onto us. Yeah. Because our mums were there, oh, we had big flappy arms and, you know, it might have been done in a, it's in funny, a I mean, way. I suppose because I was a boy again, it's that, it is that terrible gender-specific thing, isn't it? I mean, I don't remember, I mean, I was a skinny young boy and I don't remember ever, although I do always remember my nan saying, oh, you've got to be careful when you're older, the Adelies run to, to fat. fat. Were you saying that all fat. the time? No, but all that is, but well, no, no, but here's that. the interesting thing. So it never felt relevant as a child because ah. I was always skinny, but as an adult, I you use that to it. flagellate myself all you, the time. You, you, you delete photos. You oh say to God. me, do I look, have I run to fat? It's he- horrendous. I... So these, these little bombs, mm. they're minefields, actually, that you plant into their brains and come and explode when they're least expecting mm. it. So mm. that's what you have to think. You are extremely powerful. We are extremely powerful in, in moulding these, these human beings and that we have to just be so mindful of everything you say. Ask yourself now, listener do you ever sit with your girlfriends and or men do you ever sit with the men talking about patting each other's stomachs talking about a six well, pack running to the gym fit, you're looking... yeah and do you have those conversations like oh i can't wear that i'm too fat for that do you know what anybody should we should all be saying that any body body can put anything on Excuse Why do we say, I can't wear shorts because I've got cellulite? Or I can't wear that mm. I'm this age? Or I can't wear this because of my arms? All that conversation that happens around our children, 
they hear and they take it in. It's really important. It's really important. I mean, I have to, listener, I have been slow in coming to this. I've never really sort of, it's not that I've chosen to not believe it when Nadia has said it, but when you start to hear your child repeat the same Mm. things or become obsessive about the same part of their bodies, I'm not going to talk specifics, when you see and hear them essentially saying almost ad verbatim the same Mm. words that you've said, you're absolutely right. Now, I have never, ever said those things to those kids about those things, and I don't even feel those things for them, for Mm. for any of my children. And yet when you hear them happening, you're thinking, oh, my God, now can I just ask, though, is anything that a a, a pair of even well-meaning parents that was to sort of apply the handbrake, do a sort of, you know... Um, a quick three-point turn. Is there anything parents can really do to reverse or halt any of this in a culture that so thinks it's politically correct but is so still off point on this? Because this is my biggest problem with the whole fashion industry. You've got all these people, plus-size models, you've got all of this stuff going on. It's a little bit like when people say mental health awareness. Oh, we're aware of it, therefore it's sorted. No, it's not. This, you're just saying it. I do think there's a lot of tokenism and there's a lot of stuff going on on social media saying, yeah, empowerment, empowerment, and this and that. Does it really go anywhere? Does it really do anything? It will anything? have a tiny effect. The most important thing is in the home. It's what any. It, the most important thing is what you're saying in home. And do you think? It, but is, do you think in the home is powerful enough to fight this tidal wave? I, I think. think it, I think it's a multi-prong culture. attack. I think you have to have kids that are really engaged in things that they love. I think yeah. you have to have them respecting their body by being out doing yeah. doing sport, dancing, running. So I nag, nag, nag. Mm. You know, I said to Kiki yesterday. Oh, God, well, if you do this, you won't have to do your workout today. She said, but I love my workout. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, she loves the way it makes her feel. And by that, she's doing the exercise for her body. I say it 10 times a day in this house, 10 times a day. Yeah. It's like, and that's how it does. Oh, look at this. Look at this beautiful color food. Look at the color of it. Look at the vitality. Look at that. And you just have to keep dripping it in and hope it goes in. I mean, I think... I think having an honest conversation with your children and saying, listen, I recognise that I've been doing this and why I've been doing this and why I feel this way is I was sold apart because when I was this age, Mm. this was said to me and that was said. And you show them that you're starting to become conscious of it Mm. because then they can start to be conscious of it and not just be in a whirlwind, a typhoon of just this language that you just get, you can just get sort of, it's like you're soaked in the mm. marinated in the language yeah, that's yeah, yeah, everywhere. Absolutely. And 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 the problem is, I mean, it's so many, it's so multifaceted, this problem. Because a hundred percent of young boys will watch porn, what image are they getting? Yeah, I mean, yeah, one yeah. of the things on TikTok is that there's all these girls, and this is what our girls said to me. These girls are perfection in their eyes, our girls' eyes. And then all you see is one comment after another from the boys. Oh, a bit of a flat ass. Oh, a bit. Oh, oh no. God. Is that fat on her tummy? Is this, is this, is this? So then they think, I'm not going to be loved. Like this person said here, these teenagers are growing up saying, mm. unless I look perfect, I'm not going to be loved. What do you hope the girls, all, your, all our girls will get from a post like the one you've posted? I think that down the line, I think we already see them because... A psychologist. Now, who was it that said this to me? Hang on a minute, because I didn't get my thought. I think it was my CBT therapist or somebody said to me when I was worrying about this and I was talking to them and I was saying something about Maddie without realising. I was saying about how she'll often do posts without makeup. And it was just in, I can't remember, but it was just in the language. And she said, oh, so she's already picking up what you do then. She's already doing that then. 
And I thought, oh, God, actually, yes, she is. Now, if you look at the girls, they will be, they will, you know, make themselves up. And put, but they're also not afraid to yeah, yeah, yeah. be unmade. And, you know, as much as they sometimes hate the fact that we're on social media and all of that, we are actually pumping out a quite a positive image mm, to them mm. because we do let people see us warts and all. Yeah. You know, do I ever turn around and look in the mirror before you turn the camera on? Yeah. You know, and, and they were around and they're in a world where everything is the selfie perfect. and everything is getting the perfect shot. Yeah, yeah. And so I think by osmosis, we're not going to see it immediately, but yeah. I think down the line it is going in. There are no quick fixes. You are not suddenly going to be able to turn your child's thinking around. Do not be impatient. Mm. It's the long, long game. I spent years eating badly, all of that. My mum and dad's drip, drip, drip. The whole time we were growing up was good food, healthy food, good food, healthy food. Mm. And look how I am now. I'm an absolute health nut with what I eat because mm. eventually it came back to me. I just want to read a few more comments. Um I'm not going to read anyone's name because I'm not sure if they wanted these to be anonymous. But if you hear yourself, thank you so much for sending them in. This post made me cry. And Mark, I can't tell you how many messages said that this post made them cry. I mean, isn't, wow. that, just, wow. isn't that just heartbreaking? Yeah. I'm struggling so much with my weight and body issues after gaining three stone due to pneumonia recovery. Thank you. I needed this post. Now, I needed this post... So many people said, I needed this post. Let's drill into that a bit. We need to see what... <laughs> okay, I needed this post and you're so brave. I needed this post, you're so brave. Mm. This is what you hear the, all the way through the mm. comment. You're so brave. And in my industry, mm. agents, um, friends, mm. colleagues, so brave. You're so brave. What does that mean? You're so brave you shouldn't have done it? So brave, I wouldn't have done that. But that's the word I use at the beginning. I, I, yeah. I said it was very brave. Well, it's brave because presumably in order to do it, you've had to overcome all sorts of vulnerabilities and worries. So, But also, no, but also it is that, but also they're saying you're so brave because what are people going to think of well, you? Yeah, no, I think we, I think you know, I, I mean, I think I kind of, when I saw it, I kind of knew what the, I, you know, obviously knew what you were going, you were doing it for. I knew what message you were trying to make. And I got the message and I thought this is going to be very useful. And it was very interestingly straightforward, the distinction, the idea of an, a sort of, you know, you know, badly lit or certain lighting, how something so natural can affect the same body. I mean, it's such a it's such a simple message and it's such an effective message. It was a very powerful message for our girls because I couldn't have done those mm. photos if it hadn't been for you. Laughing, us mm. joking. Mm. Our girls were just in the shadows when we were doing all that photo. And what were they seeing? They were seeing a man who absolutely loves his wife, yeah. who was in on the whole hilarity of it yeah, all, yeah, yeah. who didn't just go, oh my god, I'm throwing up, I've got to leave her, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna start looking for other girls on Instagram. Yeah. It was a very, very powerful message. So dads, do not ever deride your partner's body. People, even as a joke, in front of your children. Yeah, well, it's something. Because like, when it's I'm the on holiday, yeah, but when I'm on holiday, thing. I hear I hear husbands being oh. so so rude about their partners when they're sat there with the most enormous stomachs themselves. But no, on that, but on that point, I do I do think it's a really important thing to say that there is a whilst there's a fraudulent image being sold of women and men in the media and all these images of perfection and 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 I have to say actually all these 
also all these images of plus-size women that are a perfection of a different type that people can't get. I think there's many gradations to this. There's many gradations of, nature, of unattainability mm. within every, you know, oh, God, yes, she's a plus-size, but look, she's the most stunning person on the planet. With the, but, with the most, you know, exactly. You know, and, and so that, I find, in itself compounds the problem in a very different and more yeah. insidious way sometimes. Yeah. Whereas, but one thing I do oh, want... Oh, she's got a lovely face. Yeah, she's got a beautiful absolutely, face. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's the sort of Sophie Dahl effect. And, and the whole other thing that I'd like to stress, though, is that there is this idea, and I hear what you said about the comments on perfect women on TikTok by men. There is this idea, and it's the it's not accurate, that men are after this image. Men aren't even... The huge majority of men I know who are sort of, you know, beyond a sort of an amoeba in their thinking do not think that actually that airbrushed, perfected, sort of shaped and whatever this idolised image is, is not what we're actually interested yeah. in or attracted to or well, want. Not, well, it's not all, some are. No, no, I mean, no, no, what's, no, what's... no, but then my point is we, we often in these mm. discussions only hear of the men that like that type of woman. We don't hear about the fact that men like imperfect, you know, in well, terms of Well, you see standards. it as the whole person. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because the girls were taking the photos of me upstairs and then mm. we came downstairs mm. and they were having a lot of hilarity around it. I'm just realising this now. And then when we were doing the second set mm. down here and they sort of moved over the other side of the room and were looking from afar... Um, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because when they were upstairs, were they really contemplating that you were going to see the photo? It was just, it was just very mm. interesting mm. that you then naturally became a part of it. Mm. So there's something in that with the parenting. I don't quite know what, but leave it up to the listener to to, to work that out. I think if you have to, I think there's a part to play for both mum and dad, whether you're an, an in in helping with this self-image. Don't just hand it over to the mums. Don't just hand it over to the dads. Um, if you're a single parent, it's difficult because you've got the whole mm. responsibility on your plate. But I don't think you, you, you're a passive person in this. Mm. I think it's, you're, you're an enormously important person mm. in that image. And the thing is, the fact you say, oh, that doesn't really matter when I say that they're beautiful. It does. It really matters that you say they're beautiful. They love that. No, they, I know it but does. They do I don't, but they do also know. I also don't. I, I know yeah. it does, but I equally am mindful because I'm such a bloody hypersensitive thinker of not devaluing those words yeah, so that exactly. they just trot out all the time about everything they wear all the time I, I want them to know that there's a sort of it's like you always say I know I'm your dad but when I say this I actually mean it it's very good you know because you know you can be easily easily dismissed yeah I'm just going to read out a few more comments um at last an honest famous person daring to make us all feel normal mm. so you know yes I kind of want to backtrack a bit because I know I said it is what happens in the home. It is, and all any paper I've ever read on it, it there's a massive percentage of it is at home. At home, but I do think we, you know, magazines, Instagram, TikTok, all of these places have a responsibility as well. But they do say it's about twenty percent. Well, I tell you something I've noticed, or something that's an observation that I think you know. If, if you're listening and you are in a relationship, obviously, if you're not and you're a single parent, this is a different different skew. But if you're in a relationship, if you're mum and dad or mum and mum and dad and dad, you know, blended families, whatever, you, you, you know, you've got children and you're happy in that relationship. I think it's really important in some way, as you say, Nadia, both the language we use to combat this, when we say what we say and how we say it about ourselves and making sure that's in under control. 
But you know what? I do think a lot of parents don't see the importance of low-level affection between two parents as an important thing between kids. You know, kids obviously don't want to be reminded that their parents had sex and all that kind of stuff. I get that. But I, I, for one thing, for example, I do know that girls know that I really fancy you. Mm. They know that, not in a sort of weird way. They just know it. Because, no, no, but they do. And I think it's a very important thing because, you know, more often than not, there's a standoffishness. When I'm on holiday, or if we're in sort of, you know, places where you see other couples, you see a sort of standoffishness between couples. And I think mm, for but children observing... if that's observing, what people's relationships have become, there's no that. way... You just, you just have to... If your relationship isn't in a good place, you've got to think how you're no, going to make that No, but I suppose what I'm saying is, is if your relationship is in a good place, make a little bit more effort with it. Think mm. about how, what are the optics on your relationship? Because if, if our words can inform our kids, our actions can too. And a lack of affection between two people who theoretically love each other will also hardwire well, itself down. I remember when uh, one of our daughters, I don't want to say her name, was being bullied and... Um, she, oh, you'll remember this. And they, they were, she'd gone for a sleepover and they were going, No man will ever want you if you're not skinny. You have to be skinny. And she said, Well, my mum's not skinny and my dad really loves my mum. Oh, oh my God, it broke my heart. Yeah. She said that. I love that. Well, so there you much. go. And she then said to the girl, And your mum's not skinny and your dad loves your mum. I've seen him. And she said, Are You trying to say my mum's fat? Oh, my God. Yeah. Just a couple more because we've got to finish. But um, it's so hard seeing all the perfect, inverted commas, bodies on here, knowing mine is far from it. Even though I know a lot are airbrushed, it's so nice to see I'm kind of normal. What is normal? Anybody is normal. We're all normal. Uh, This is exactly what should be on social media for young girls and women to see. Uh, I have body dysmorphia. I'm recovering, a recovering anorexic, and I bloody love you for this and for being real. These, I'm just reading them all off. I spent my life worrying about what I look like. Still do. Always thinking when I get down to that weight, I'll be happy. When really it doesn't mean a thing. And that is a way of really, like, distracting with life to blame everything on the way that we look. Um, um, people need to realise they are comparing themselves to heavily manipulated photos. Exactly. And, and to a change of light and angle. Um, this has inspired me in so many ways. I suffer from generalised anxiety disorder. I worry all the time what people think of me. In fact, worry about everything. I purchased a trampoline, oh, and I'm slowly, very slowly gaining more confidence. Thank you. Oh, my God, mm. I just love it when people say that they might be gaining more confidence. Um, where is this one? This one, yes, interests me. Thank you for doing this. By the way, I prefer the real you pictures. Now, what's interesting about this, all those pictures are the real me. Yeah. Because it was just a change of light. Yeah. You know, the real me, she's talking about the one with the cellulite. Well, guess what? The Mm. one without me looking like I had a cellulite is the real me as well. Absolutely. It's just a change Mm. of light. This whole thing is just smoke and mirrors. It really is. And we can do it to ourselves. We can, on a day we want to feel better, we can look at ourselves at a different angle. That's all it is. You know, you turn to the side and you pull your stomach in. That's it. That's all that these people, these amazing body confidence um, influencers on social media are trying to show us. You know, I I saw a post the other day where somebody took a load of photos with her um, skipping. Yeah. It was great. 
Stomach was up, stomach was down, she's but, a size 10, bodies move. And you know there's a strategy amongst the paparazzi. You know that they get yeah. to you, they try to take photographs, well, they, they do the rapid shutter, obviously, they all yeah. do that. But when they're doing the rapid shutter, they're also making sure that if there's a point of impact at any point, yeah. when you impact on the floor, obviously, unfortunately, that's step. unflattering to, yeah. to in terms of cellulite. But they're also popping the cameras incredibly, I don't know if you've ever noticed, I mean, on a few red carpets that I've been to with you, there's some of the photographers have got the cameras very low to the ground. Yeah. And, that's and of course, they're, they're shooting upward because so of course the light fatter. and the flash will push against the exactly. skin. Exactly. Uh, it's so important women do this to show girls, young women and other women what real is and teach our young men how women look minus the filters. Very, very yeah. good point. We're yeah. not only trying to say this to girls, we're trying to say this to boys. So what I would say is if you're a mum of sons, like a couple of friends of mine are a mum of sons, show them your body. Yeah. Let them come into the bathroom. Yeah. Let them see what happens to a body when you do this incredible thing of growing human life yes. and giving birth to it. It's amazing. Yeah. Don't do it if you're a man. <laughs> you'll, you'll frighten everyone. Uh, I really needed to see something like this today. I'm feeling really crappy about myself and this really helped. Thank you for being honest. Yeah. You see, I saw those photos and I don't want to be disgusting, guys, but it just made me want to ravish you. Mark. <laughs> I well, mean, that's it's the tr point, isn't it's it? It's true, it's true. Um, should we do a couple more? I seriously don't think there's a girl in the world who doesn't want to be your friend. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Okay. Well, that's an important one. Love your honesty. Don't think there's a girl in the world who doesn't want to be your friend. Love your honesty. Now, that is probably the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me in my entire life. No. Because the thing I want to be most is a good friend. And I haven't been in the past. And sometimes I still fail as a friend. But if if I could say that to my 16-year-old self, work on being the best friend that you can be. You know, don't waste the next three decades worrying about what you effing well look like. So that, to me, is the greatest success. Susie, C-O-U, thank you for that. Can I ask you two final questions, just very quick questions? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily quick answers, but quick questions. If when you look at your life and all of the issues you've had around body image um, as a child, as a teenager, as a grown woman, every image I've seen of you, you're, you're gorgeous. You've been gorgeous in every image I've ever seen of you. Um, you haven't seen that. Every time I see my girls, it makes me emotional. I think every one of my girls is gorgeous. And I all I see is the gorgeousness of all mm. of you. But when you look back at how you've been as a mum, if you could say something different to your younger self that you wish your children, all four of our girls, could could learn from, what is it? What, what single piece of advice would you... It's so hard, what you Mark, know. because I know that there's a certain there's a certain rite of passage that women see. I, I I want to check. I want to help with all these other brilliant influencers passionately. This is my passion. I want to change it for the great grandchildren because I think it's going to take that long. I think it's going to take hundreds of years. I really, yeah. honestly do. But if I could say to my 16 year old self, I'm now in my, in your 50s, you're going to realise you're beautiful because I do think I'm beautiful. And I, I, I look at photos of myself and say, what a beautiful, lovely face. What a beautiful, lovely, moving body. It's all a waste of effing time. I wasted my life thinking about it. The stinking thinking. Why did I let the... Don't let these nasty voices live in your head. If they came in your house, you'd call the police. You're letting them live in your head. Get the fuck out of my head. That's what I would say. Mm. 
you need to give that 16 year old you a big hug <laughs> not you that's it for this episode of confessions of a modern parent if you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today we'd love you to get in touch use the hashtag confessions of a modern parent if you want to find me on twitter it's at nadia sawala and on instagram it's at nadia sawala and family and if you fancy getting in touch with me it's at mark underscore adderley thank you so much for listening if you like the show please subscribe rate and review tell your friends and get involved And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Ta-da!